Welcome to the Messy Life Mighty Love Podcast. I am Abby, your host, storyteller, fellow messy life journeyer, and friend. Before I go into the episode I have planned, I feel the need to share a bit as this is World Mental Health Day. I believe so much in the power of story, that's why I share mine, even and especially the hard things of my journey with mental illness. We need to end the stigma, the shame, especially in the church. If you have been through a mental health journey, pray for strength and wisdom and safe places to share your story. If you are walking alongside someone who is struggling, let them know they are not alone. Share my story with them or another's and above all, point to the one who is the light in the darkness and can never, ever, ever be overcome. Feel free to contact me directly through the contact form on my website or a direct message on Instagram. I would love to be a specific encouragement in any way possible. For the ending of the stigma and shame and the great healing of God, may we rise together and see the sun coming forth to shine over each of our lives. Amen. You are listening to episode 30, Messy Rhythms and How We Can Get In Sync. In this episode, I share about my messy rhythms this week, especially, and how to come to peace with this reality. I had a whole day, one whole day to myself, quote unquote, primarily to write this book I am working on. At first, I was going to work from home, but those sweet children of mine kept finding me, wanting me to teach them or help daddy teach them, even though he is fully capable. This wasn't going to work. Where could I go? My favorite Starbucks wasn't open inside yet. Then my husband reminded me of another coffee house close with lots of space. So yay, I went there. I sat down with a whole day to write. Yes, a whole day. I have a deadline for the manuscript of this book that's been born in my heart that I fought so hard to get someone to want to publish it. Yet there was this gaping wordless expanse which was my brain as I tried to get some of my heart onto the page. Part of this is because I am at a place when I it seems like I am repeating myself. How do I resist the pressure to make it so fresh? I lose the theme and develop so many metaphors. My reader's poor head is spinning. Yes, these are messy days with writing for sure. Well, that will be answered another day. Now, just wow. When did a day to myself to do what I love become such a mess? I wrote 2,500 words, not too bad. Except I just reread them and wondered if they are any good. Oh my. I stopped at home briefly for water, knowing what would happen if I tried to work more from there. Then I went shopping with a gift card a dear friend had given me for my birthday months ago. I ended up spending way more than the gift card, shocker, and decided I could just go into one store because I had already spent so much. The two-hour refresh that was intended for my day, because there was no dressing room in the store I went into, it just turned into a 20-minute endeavor with a few pieces, which may work. 
It's a completely first world problem, I know, but still a whole day and, well, not too much time spent doing things I thought I could do. Then, having hours still left because that was a shorter time than I thought, I resisted going to the place I knew would be open because it isn't inspiring enough. I don't know if that's Enneagram 4. It feels like it is, but anyway, I wanted an inspiring place. So instead, I am three hours later in my car. I got gas, Starbucks drive through I took a nap, I read my small group studies book, and I reread the part of my manuscript that I had done earlier, not able to add anything to it, almost all of this with my car running. I know, not good stewardship of the environment, and just messy, messy, messy. What can we do to get in sync when our daily rhythms are all over the place? Here are some thoughts, if you will, tips. First, remember how most of the world lives. Many people in the world simply go through their days trying to survive physically. If we are able to keep our kids alive and fed with roofs over our head, well, that's victory. We don't need to be productivity machines with lives in order, even somewhat, to be fulfilling our purpose. At its deepest, we are simply to behold the glory of God. This is what 2 Corinthians 3.18 says. It says, we are faces that are unveiled because of Jesus and what he did. And this beauty, which we then become, it will change the world, even if it's only our 1,400 square foot world. Second tip. Grace, grace, and more grace. While I had visions of writing multiple chapters in my book and scripting 10 podcasts, slight exaggeration, the truth is I don't like manufactured words. I can't expect to push a button and do exactly what I intend. For me, some of my work, the work of writing, is a messy soul journey. I am reliving hard things and seeking to communicate them. If there isn't grace for this, then I will not bear fruit, because grace is the cooling rain in the scorching heat of expectation. Yes, grace is the cooling rain in the scorching heat of expectation. For whatever you are hoping to conquer, whatever your expectations, there is great, rich, healing grace, too. And the third thing is do the next thing, and that may be to take a nap. My mom, now in heaven 18 years in our time, wrote out a beautiful poem called Do the Next Thing. I love it in her handwriting as it sits on my dresser. It speaks to me in these rhythmless or messy days where my plans struggle to meet any of my wishes. These treasured lines are one of her gifts beyond the grave, as I remember her saying often, just do the next thing, Abby. And today, at one point, the next thing I needed to do was take a nap in my car. No reading, writing, or any kind of thing I could do with my free day was going to happen if I didn't rest a while. Well, that's the end of my tips. I don't think I am very good at giving them. I am sure I could come up with more. But beyond the tips, my heart is really to say to you, my friend, to go easy on yourself. It all makes me think of our Savior, who calls us to come to him in the midst of all of our messiness. He says in Matthew eleven twenty-eight to 30, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden or burdened, 
and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What was Jesus' rhythm? If he were here among us, how would he live? He would teach and heal and make food for thousands, break bread with tax collectors and sinners, go toe-to-toe with Pharisees, laugh with his disciples, and then he would rest on a boat in a storm or recharge on a mountain in prayer. Surely one week didn't look like another as he sought the Father's will, allowing life to be one great disruption. I don't mean to say we aren't to have plans. It's just we aren't to judge ourselves by our plans. There needs to be room for the mess, the unexpected, the lack of productivity, the dishes undone and laundry unfolded. All that makes life messy is often what makes it welcoming to others. Whether it's the people I welcome into my online spaces or book pages, or the ones I let in the door and allow them to tour my untidy home, it's the friendships which don't judge, and we who do the same in response. Because we are making room for the messy, the real, the space that he inhabits, our Emmanuel, God with us. He is the light in our messy days, friends, and in our discordant rhythms, teaching us to rest in him, be in sync with his spirit as our top accomplishment. His love drowns out those voices telling us we failed in the day, and calls us straight into those arms of rest. For he is the light in every failed rhythm and the dark, hard lies we can hear. And he will never, ever, ever be overcome. I trust this has been a good time for you, an interlude in whatever rhythm or lack thereof you find yourself in today. May you find the grace to rest in the truth that you are exactly where you are supposed to be, as you find your rest in him. For more from me, my journey with mental illness, or many other things about which I have written over the years, go to my website, abigailalleman.com. That's Abigail, A-B-I-G-A-I-L, Alleman, A-L-L-E-M-A-N.com. There are a couple of free eBooks available there, which you may find helpful for yourself or to share with a friend or family member. You can also find me on Instagram at abigail.alleman. I will leave you with this passage from Hebrews 4, verses 8 to 10 in the Passion Translation. Now, if this promise of rest was fulfilled when Joshua brought the people into the land, God wouldn't have spoken later of another rest yet to come. So we conclude that there is still a full and complete rest waiting for believers to experience. As we enter into God's faith rest, we cease from our own works. Just as God celebrates his finished works and rests in them. Yes, we can be like God in his pattern of rest on the seventh day he rested. And he continues to rest as the God who has accomplished all in Christ Jesus, and may you find abundant grace for your messy rhythms, and most, may you find he who is our full and complete rest, thus finding much peace in God this week. I would love to meet you here next time.